I'm welcome. Welcome to Love Babs. Don't talk on Babs Earl's Ivy. It's Friday. I've got two guests this morning. I got a guest at 9.20. I got a guest at 10.15. So I'm talking, 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 baby. It's going to be good. So Ruben Ortiz is up at about 9.20, uh, you know, from a, a broken a broken umbrella theater. And uh, they, they bought a building over there on, uh, I guess it's Blake and Fitch. I don't know. He'll tell me. Uh, the old dry cleaners. Uh, and I used to go to that dry cleaners, as a matter of fact, next door to uh, the locksmith, which before it was a locksmith, it used to be a nightclub. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know. It was the 80s. I remember so little. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's coming on. They're, they're raising some money uh, for, uh, uh, for the theater uh, that's going to be sitting right there in Beaver Hill. So... Uh, so I'm looking forward to having them come out. And, you know, I auditioned for them. They let me tell a story. They liked it. And they brought me on the team. Now, my schedule has not permitted me to do anything with them yet. But I'm just waiting in the wings. I'm waiting for my call. I'm waiting for my call. So good morning, Harry. Good morning, Nora. I don't know if Nora's still in the, in the studio. But, Harry, I know you had jury duty. So I guess you got kicked off because you're... You're you're not there today. <laughs> Good morning, Paul. <laughs> I think we need jury duty reform because they they I, they have a they have a type that they don't want on juries, and and you and I ain't it. So <laughs> we are never. I think it's a scam. We're not getting jury duty here. You and I are never getting jury duty. <laughs> well, you know it's um. For me, it's just a scam of them getting you into the building because they walked, they they kept us there for about an hour. Yeah. And they walked us over to the next building. Oh, really? You got that? I didn't even get that. I stayed in the same building. We just went, we just, yeah, no, we didn't go anywhere. We just, the big room and then to the back room. No, they, um, they said, because where I reported was the criminal. Oh, Okay, so oh, that's said, a little different. Yeah, they said there was no criminal cases, so they walked us over to the... What do you mean no criminal cases? All these crimes being committed? I know, right? <laughs> but then they walked, they walked us over to the civil side, and as soon as we sat down, I saw the clerk shuffle a few papers, and then 15 minutes later, he comes back and says, oh, you guys are dismissed. Yeah, bye. We don't want none of y'all. Like, <laughs> You're not that? our type of hype. Nope. Bye. Well, you know, they said they were short staff to begin with. And then um, that everything was running late. I guess that meant it was a day off for them or something. Because 
I have no idea. Oh, no. Harry, I don't know how the inner workings of the judicial system work in that administrative piece. I don't know how that works. No. I know how to go to court. <laughs> I know how to leave court. <laughs> That's I, my skill right there, my talent. I know how to get there. I know how to leave there. <laughs> well, well, it's nice to have you back. Are yeah. you frozen? What are you doing? Reading something? Yeah, I was reading something. Um, well, we got Ruben Ortiz coming in in, uh, in about 10 minutes. Because I, I wanted to get him on because, you know, they're doing a fundraiser, Harry, for uh, uh, a Broken Umbrella uh, Theater. They bought the build. They bought an old dry cleaner building. And they're trying to raise money to make, get matching funds to trick it out into a black box theater. So that's why he's coming on. So he could reach, reach people. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to make myself bigger, but it's not working. You you lost a, quite a bit of weight. How much are you down? Because you look like you're down. Uh, I mean, it really is um, amazing. I'm still struggling to get over the 100. I'm at 96 right now. Mm. Are you drinking enough? Well, I know you're drinking enough water. Yeah. it's just You might uh, need to eat a little bit more food. Well, no, it's, I, you know, I, I've plateaued a couple of times during the process. Um, you got to eat a little more food. How many points are you leaving on the table? Probably leaving too many points. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. I mean, I, I try to make up for it Fridays and Saturdays. I, I'll eat something. But, um, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll, this plateau will pass and I'll get through the hundred and move on. No. Okay. So, yeah, um, the the broken umbrella thing. They were were they on before with you? I think I remember them. Or Ruben. I think I think uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe oh, I think they did do the show. Or maybe um. Yeah, I just feel like, uh, like I'm so. I feel like they, but you know what? They were on Lucy's show. They've been on other okay. people's shows. So it might feel like they was on my show, but I feel like they was on our show too, Harry. But I, I for the life of me, I don't know what it would have been for. So you're like, um, what's that 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 cartoon? Max, Max, Max Rexstrom? Something you you keep? Oh, Max Headroom. Oh, is my is my? Yeah, you just keep like twitching. Really. Let me see what my Wi-Fi is. No, my Wi-Fi is good. You know, I got an email from uh, Frontier Harry. They want to upgrade me for free. Oh, you can't you can't fight that one. <laughs> I, I don't think I can, Harry. So I, I need to go and look at the email so they can come so I can get better Wi-Fi throughout the whole house. So I think I better take that deal. Yeah, I mean, I don't trust Frontier, but. I, I don't either, Harry, but what's the, what's the, I mean, Xfinity is the other one. I had Xfinity for years and years, and then they treated me like trash. So I had to let them alone. I was like, you, you know, it's like these phone wars. Yeah, you the know, they all, they're all janky. They're all shady. How can you audition for what? Broken Umbrella. Broken Umbrella? The theater. Oh. Who was the audition? Who was that? That's Karen. <laughs> Are you home? <laughs> yeah, she works from home on Fridays. Oh, you home too. Hey, Karen. I saw you on the green. Thank, thank you, Karen. 
<laughs> somebody got to get this brother in town. God knows. Yeah, I mean, we could give Karen the credit, but, you know, my Puerto Rican blood was calling me to that. Uh, she's Puerto Rican, too. <laughs> Harry, I, you know what? I, I know what you're saying about your blood, but I know you. <laughs> I, got a lot I know you. Puerto than me than um, through our DNA, so... I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not that much Puerto Rican vibes. What do you mean? Oh, because you're more Jewish. <laughs> no, no, actually, my DNA. I'm. I'm nine percent indigenous Puerto Taino, Rican. right? Yeah, Taino. But um, when you take it, all the groupings and everything, I actually come from from the African continent. <laughs> Yeah, I'm we've been trying to we've been trying to tell Puerto Ricans that for a long time. Thirty-three <laughs> percent. I'm thirty-three percent from Africa. You're probably more African than me, Harry. <laughs> um, the and Puerto Rican just nine percent. Oh, 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 oh. This so, DNA is a game changer. I know, right? <laughs> can't wait for reparations. Wait, I I woke up in the middle of the night last year, Harry, and I was like, uh, I remember this whole DNA stuff jumped off and i was like i'm not giving these people and then i realized dummy your dna is already in the federal register <laughs> yes like what the hell's wrong with you <laughs> you probably use your dna to cure something already <laughs> they never somebody get... wanted to somebody wanted to frame me here it is put my prints put my put take something to mine and put it into place because my because it'll pop up in the federal thing you, you know, gotta like, you got to watch out who you piss off those. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but if they find my prints on a milk carton, that's suspect, Harry. They find my my prints on any kind of dairy, cheese thing, it's not me. Huh? It's on your Facebook. It's on my Facebook. What's on your Facebook? Karen wants me to read some. It's my raffle tickets for so, the wall. Look, you don't got to be on camera. Just say it right here. She can hear you. Hi, Babs. Hi, Karen. Um, no, I just look at Harry's Facebook. My agency is doing a fundraiser for um DV, and we're doing a walk in October. So okay, say say your agency, say the date, and say how we can contact you, just like how you're talking now. Yes, ma'am. So my agency is Family Center Services, and we're doing our agency annual um DV walk on October 21st. And we're also selling um, raffle tickets for $15. The first prize is a round trip with a velo, $200 Airbnb gift card, and a one-year AAA membership. If you're interested to just do the walk, you can register. Um, I'll have Harry put it on the website. Um, and or you can contact Harry, who will contact me. <laughs> Stop fussing, Harry. <laughs> and again, he has it on his Facebook page. I, Thank I you, Karen. I guess I'll post it to the WNHH Facebook page. Yes, too. you should, Harry. And tag love, Babs love talking it. Thank you, Karen. You feel free to come on anytime and, and say what you got to say, girl. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> producer she's the other producer so uh thank right, so you thank you 
Ruben's in the waiting room, so I'm going to back out of this and let your guests come on. Mm. Okay. Love, Babs, love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. And here's the great Babs Rose Ivy. Hey, oh, I like that, Harry. Oh, look, that's my... Unmute yourself. Buenos dias. <laughs> Buenos dias. Hello. Harry, how, how are, are you today, you? buddy? I'm good. What's going on, Babs? This is Dude, how you doing? Uh, good, to see, good to see your picture again. Do you still have <laughs> stickers all over your face this time or what? He's, he lost 100 pounds, so he oh, looks no, different. No, no granddaughters today, so no stickers. <laughs> he, had, he had his face covered with stickers, Babs, last time I saw of, him. Of course. If it's not stickers, it's sparkly jewelry. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, Kids, daughters, granddaughters, hashtag girl dad, girl, girl granddad. Right, do it, do it all. What's going on? So, we go live in a minute. Is that, what's we happening? Are, live, are we live? We're live now. What do you mean? We're go live, live now. We live now. We this train don't stop. We live. Welcome I to love Babs this. Love Talk, Ruben Ortiz. Babs, I'm so 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 happy to be here with you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So you're here with uh, a broken umbrella theater and uh, the uh, regis regicides. Regicides. I mean, there's the other one there, right there. Yes. Y'all, y'all, bought a building. You're raising some money. Mm-hmm. How much money uh, you raised so far? Ooh, so we received a good to great grant from the state of Connecticut for mm. five hundred thousand dollars. So Whoa. half a million, right? But to unlock that, we need to show that we can raise a hundred thousand. We are so. How many more? So how much more time you got? We got today. Uh, we have someone who's willing to match, and they're trying. We're trying to get as much as we can so they can match as much as as we as we can get. Oh, okay, so, I, I get it. You know what I mean? So, so you're we're, gonna make we're, it. We're that's, gonna that's... make it, but we. I mean, I just gotta say. I mean, kudos to everyone who supported us, family, friends, so many people out there in the community have been, who've checked our space out, who've come to our shows, who've seen our work, who've seen everything we're doing on, on, on Facebook. Uh, Y'all are the funniest people in town. The funniest people in town. I'll take that. Thank you. As long as it's funny in a good way. Ha ha, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But we've had such an outpouring of support from the community and, uh, we're so happy to be so close, and um, I just want to get to that finish line, you know. So I'm just trying to get. We're just scraping for every dollar we can get, and like the crazy thing is, this is just the beginning, you know. Like we got to apply for more grants, like this part here, it, you know what it is. Like we got what half a million dollars. That money's already spent. Like wow. that goes to well, that goes to the theater, right? So, so we have thirty by uh, forty by forty black box uh, space in the back. Uh, so that money's going to lighting. That money's going to knocking down a couple walls. That money's going to taking up a floor and laying down uh, a professional uh, floor that has a little give to it. Are you going to put it in a really nice bathroom? I'm advocating oh. for a really nice bathroom. Oh, that's that's the whole thing. We got two bathrooms there. We got to put dressing rooms up, showers, offices. Like we're trying to do the whole nine. There's going to be a gallery when you walk in. Have you seen the space yet, Babs? No, I haven't. I have not. Oh, someone needs to go on a tour. All right, we need we a tour. You. I'm we coming over there. there. Yes, we it's over there. over there. I know. Over I should right? take my. I should take my dry cleaning there. <laughs> Are you? Wait, hold on. Are you serious? Yeah, when it was a dry cleaners. 
You used to go there when I was a dry cleaners. That's yeah. amazing. I need to hear that story. Yeah. Oh. Nice, nice little. I think Chinese people owned it. You probably. I think it was called One Stop Cleaners or yeah. something like that. Uh, I think they were Asian people. Nice yeah. people. But it uh, it went from a dry cleaners to a. I don't know. Someone tried to make it into a restaurant. Something there was a mechanic shop in the back. Uh, really? Yeah, and that's why they have a big garage back there. And um, we've had an opportunity to walk lots of uh, wonderful people through the space to kind of sit and dream with us, which was great. Um, it's really fun to sit, you know, when you sit in a room with friends and fellow artists and they can imagine what you're imagining, you know, and then they have the, their own little creative ideas. So it's fun to have uh, an artistic community here in New Haven and the space is like everyone needs it and wants it and wants it to happen. And you don't really realize that until you do something like this and people are just yeah. coming out of the woodwork. You know what oh, I mean? I love like, this. I'm going to send mean, me we, a little bit. I don't got no money to send, but I, I might be able to throw a dollar to in there. Hey, so how, how about two? It's 280 Blake Street. She'll send me $2.80. We'll be good. I'm a, that's yeah. what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, two, we'll take it. We'll take it. So, so Ruben, take me to the beginning. How did, how did Broken Umbrella Theater become how do we a Broken Umbrella Theater? <laughs> are All you right, a so member? I am a founding member. Okay. That's All correct. Right. So we'll take you back, back in the '90s. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking you way back, <laughs> way back, back, back. Uh, so my hometown of Allentown, Pennsylvania, is also the hometown of a, a college named Muhlenberg College. So me and some of the crew you're familiar with, Ian Alderman, Ryan Gardner, and a couple of us uh, other knuckleheads in college, we had a comedy troupe. Oddly enough, and we used to do shows, and we obviously in the acting department, and that's kind of what we did, and that kind of like kept us going together. And then school ended, and Ryan and I and a buddy Kenny decided to produce a play. So we did Waiting for Godot, and we're like, let's, you know. <laughs> so that was like our first foray into doing producing a show together by ourselves, right, with the school support. And then we all went our separate ways, you know. Like I went. I went to New York. Uh, I think he went to Milwaukee. Ryan went to Chicago. A friend of ours is in Hawaii. So we were kind of everywhere. So we were kind of like a broken umbrella. Like all our spokes are all over the crazy place. And then fast forward, that was just like an idea. And then fast forward, New Haven, 2000, geez, I want to butcher it was like 15 years ago. Let's say 15, 13 to 15 years ago. Dude, Art Walk was happening. And Ian is in town here with uh, Ryan Gardner and Chrissy Gardner who's now Chrissy Gardner Fox, and they wanted to do uh, a show. So they call me in from L.A. And I'm like, yeah, I want to go play with my friends. Like, this is what we do. We want to play. So we come in, and now we are so fortunate as an ensemble. Uh, the city is filled with, just, I mean, I got to tell you, a crazy artistic community, <laughs> you know? And the, and the arts and the arts really um, help and support a lot of the people and the business. I mean, like there's Longworth, there's Yale, there's, I mean, you, you could, you could throw, you could throw a rock and hit an artistic organization anywhere you go in New Haven. So our ensemble is filled with people and artists who, who, you know, who want to work and create, but got the day job of working in the arts. So when I came here from LA to work on the show, Ryan had a bunch of friends from, from Yale rep to like, Oh yeah, they want to help build sets. And like, Oh, these people want to kind of help with some music. And all of a sudden we did a show and we blew it up on, it was a crazy, like, you know, five minute show at Art Walk 13, 14 years ago, which I met my wife at. We had our first date. 
Whoa, I didn't know well, that story. That's a good oh, story. Yeah. Well, she came in to babysit because she was friends. Whatever. We we'll talk about that on the next show at the real love Babs talk. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so we get together, we do this one show, and it, and it's a, it's a it's a fun little hit, and we're like, oh, we got the bug once it starts. So then again, more people seeing it, more people are interested. So we people in the community came to to play. So then we did another show called um i marvel and then essentially just based it off the history of new haven so i marvel now it wasn't based off the marvel characters it's based off of uh ick marvel so the person who did who created edgewood park uh he had a pseudonym was not pseudonym whatever his his writing name was ick marvel and he created a book like a a reverie reverie for a bachelor so it was about dreaming so we created a show based in edgewood park about dreams and dreaming and we had you know, so we had what sweet, what was it? sweet dream? We had champagne caviar dreams. We had daydream. <laughs> we had bad dream. And I was in a wetsuit and called Ruben. So you can imagine which dream I was. I'm just saying. <laughs> so and that kicked it off. So I didn't say we. So we built this momentum and we and we also did. A, oh, we also did a show in a park. I'm so sorry. Called under a bridge. The second one was under a bridge called. Uh, it was about a pirate called Thunderball. So we just. Essentially, we have this huge community of New Haven people, and that kind of inspired us to keep working. And then we couldn't pay people. We were a volunteer company, and obviously, we don't have spaces, so we did site-specific work under a bridge, in a park, in you know, in a library, anywhere we can do it. People came in, worked their butts off, and all we helped with was babysitting and food. Because mm. you got a day job, right? And yeah. close at night, you know, you want to go and play and work and do something creative but you can't because you have your kids at home so we supplied we supply we paid for babysitting essentially that was our model like you come and play we take care of your kids oh nice I so like we got that. together we created and we kept you know and and this 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 and the, the momentum kept rolling for a long time we and we got to spots we were you know rector square for a hot minute when we did uh, gilbert the great and we kind of sat there for a while we did a show and then Music Haven moved in because we created this space uh, a few years previous to that. Uh, if you remember the State House that mm-hmm. used to be downtown, mm-hmm. they, that was the back of a Horowitz building. It used to be like a, a dollar store or whatever. But in the back, they used to actually build and repair steering and sewing machines. We looked I at know, that I used spot. to shop there when I was a kid. Jeez, okay, just anywhere you shop, let us know because we could probably do a show there. I think I see <laughs> how it's going, right? I think I feel it. Drag cleaner. I used to be there too. All right, done. So we tore that space out. We used 10, we took out 10 garbage pails, garbage, you know, containers full of trash. My, our, we had a team that built stairs. We redid the floors, the ceilings, added bathrooms. You know, again, it's fortunate. Thank you for the state of Connecticut for, for the money that they helped. And we produced a show. We co-produced it with the Arts and Ideas about the bicycle, which was patented here in New Haven. Uh, and um, the corset, was, which was being made right down the street back in the day. So we, you know, we, again, we have this amazing city full of some history and a lot of artists and we've taken advantage of that and again we've gone spot to spot to spot to spot and now we're at a spot where that spot's going to be torn down you know maybe two years maybe five years we don't know but it's hard to look for spaces i don't, I don't gotta tell you everybody knows right theaters are mm-hmm. contracting now I'll look every theater now i mean there's a there's an article in the post i mean everyone's heard us the op-ed about like how theater should be. Peter, theaters are going away, and it, and it's hard. And people are constantly looking for spaces. And our skill 
is finding spaces. That's what we do. We make a space out of whatever. I mean, you've seen our Riverside shows. We open up garage doors and we make it a theater. We have lights out. That is that out. is one of the coolest things, Ruben. Though I must say, yeah. it is a very that, cool concept. Is it? Thank you, thank you. We came that up. It was uh, it was thing because after COVID, you know, like what are we gonna do? So we just like let's be outside, and everyone came out and like I mean, you've been there when it was raining. I've had people know there was windy. I had four people out there watching a show. And like the people represent, which is always great. Uh, because people want to do stuff and we want to give give the community art. We want to make art. And uh we're just so happy that that so that we have this opportunity. We have this building. So we've always found spaces. Now we found that old dry cleaner. And we have it we purchased it, but now we have an opportunity to dream and make this even bigger. So what is what the dream? Doing. What what do you want the dream to be for this space? So our umbrella, we are, you know, a broken umbrella. I was trying to get my corners <laughs> right. There it is, a broken umbrella. And we want everyone to play with us under our umbrella. So help us fix this umbrella. And what we're going to do is, under this umbrella, we're going to have a theater. And now we do shows, but we do originals, you know, original pieces. There are 52 weeks in a year. We can't do a show every day for 50 week, 52 weeks. Like, that's just not how we work. My family would kill me. However, there are a lot of other artists in this town, in the city, who could use a space like this. So we're going to open these doors up so people can come and produce and rehearse. We'll have two rooms. We'll have a room in the front, which would be a, a cabaret bar spot that we're hoping, A, that a revenue will pay for underwrite most of the, the cost for the space. Uh, and also, a, if it's only three days a week, we have other days where people can rehearse, can meet collaborate, cohabitate, co-pollinate, all that stuff. Like I just want to make it a, a community venue, community help. People have fun and, and do shows. So if uh, we spoke to Collective Conscious, if they would like to come and do a show, boom, we got a theater. Uh, you know some people at Long Wharf, if they need a theater, boom, we got a spot. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a space here for everyone and that's what we wanted to make it. We wanted to make it a space for everyone right there down from Beaver Hills, right there from SCSU. So you got the college crowd. You got the crowd from Westville. You got the Beaver Hills crowd. Anyone who wants to go around, just come in, stop, grab a drink, see a show. And like, just expand that art experience, expand the culture uh, of, of the vitality and artistic culture of the city. And again, have a space for all creatives to come, meet, and enjoy. You know, I love everyone. this. I lo so what, did this did this idea just happen? Or was this, how far along were you uh, into the into the a broken umbrella theater when you said you know what we can use our own space. Well, you know, like we always have spaces, but we always, I mean, our to our credit and to our and a, and a fault and a credit. Essentially, we don't even a fault. Like we come and we make we make things better. Like we come in and we make a spot hot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We did free wheelers. We made the spot. They're like, oh, State House is like, oh, cool. We're actually going to pay for this because we were paying. You know, we're, we're artists. They're like, we're going to make this a, a venue. And they, so, boom, that, that created a spot where there was concerts there now and performers showed up. We were again, erector. We were in a erector, erector square. We opened the space. We brought attention to it. Music Haven popped in, which is great. So, like, we've opened opportunities for people to come in and see what can happen and, and dream and we open these spaces and we we show the possibilities and and people show up and so we had the spot like i said we have garages we open that up boom it's an outdoor theater 
Now this space isn't going to be there because, you know, it's New Haven. People are knocking buildings down, trying to build up condos, all this stuff. And it's, it's, it gets tiring to kind of look for spaces. I don't got to tell you, there's a lot of people looking for spaces. And we had this opportunity to have this building that has a, a history that is in our neighborhood. And it's the right size. It's right adjacent to a school down from the street from a college. And that was the opportunity that we took and said, let's, let's get this. Let's do this. And then see what happens afterwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we had to take, we had to take a gamble, you know? Uh, I love it. And we're, and we're fortunate that, you know, the state of Connecticut, there are funds. We're in a wonderful state that does support the arts. And it's, it's not even just the arts. This is about um, economic development for that entire community. Like we're looking to, you know, offer jobs, you know, offer, offer workshops, offer classes. And obviously you're bringing people to the neighborhood, the surrounding, uh, the surrounding businesses will flourish as well. The surrounding neighborhoods, people want to come in and move and like, oh, I can move here. There's a restaurant down the street. There's a theater down here. Like, add to the vitality of our community. And that's what we, you know, it's like, it's a win-win. That's what we're trying to do. I love it. So talk to me about the art of improvisation. Improvisation. Oh, you're going to find out soon. We're going to have to talk. Uh, I have a meeting. <laughs> I have a meeting late. We have one more show coming up, by the way, which I want to talk to in advance. But the art of improv, um, essentially just saying yes and. I mean, you're on the radio. You do this all the time. Uh, I'm not uh, trying to, de- I'm not trying to, de- so essentially you start with an idea and you agree. And then when you come with improvisation, it's a, it's kind of a communication between the two players or the five players or how many people are on stage to make the scene fun and exciting and see where it can go. Uh, and always saying, yes, you're not denying. So you throw a D out. I'm going to like, yes. And I'm going to go with you and go even farther. Uh, and that's just that. That's and trust me, I, I can go there. You let me know. We'll we'll play any day. Uh, we, 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 <laughs> we can even know, do it today. But Ruben, let me tell you something. I I've come to your shows and and people love them, but people are also like, I could never. You know, I hear that with people like, I could never. And 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 y'all make it seem like it's easy, but Let's, there is it, a real it, skill to this. There is a skill. I mean, I, I've been involved with, you know, comedy improv for half of my life now. Damn, that's crazy to say, but that's true. <laughs> I've been doing it since I was like 18. Um, <laughs> and uh, it is a skill and it uh, is a practice. It's an agreement. It takes trust, uh, quite honestly, um, within the group. And it, it also takes out, you know, trust to be able to like, I could say this and not going to get judged because at that moment, you're just a character. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, can't hold anyone to task over what's going on right here. Just got to have that common understanding when you're together as a group. And I work with kids. I teach workshops. Uh, I work at ECA. I do some stuff. I taught a workshop at, recently at the Shack with uh, all the person Honda Smith and, th- and those kids kids over there. And they show up and they're like, I don't, I can't do this. Two seconds later, I'm like, guys, uh, what am I, what am, what am I pretending to do? I'm like this. All of a sudden, they all, you're at a club and they all start dancing. I'm like. <laughs> You're improving, like you already, like they, you made everyone, like I, it's it's just pretend, you know, it is just pretend, and you're like I hear my kids outside in the yard playing pretend, I, you know, I have I I play pretend, I got a master's degree in pretend, as ridiculous as it sounds, like I went to Rutgers University, I have a master's degree in pretend, that's what I do. I love it, but that's you know? but but I, but I love it because 
uh, more now than ever, uh, we, we need some laughter and some lightheartedness because the world is upside down. That and, is uh, the truth. That is the truth. Yes, we, we try to make it light and the upside down. And speaking of which, we do have one more show, Babs, which I'd love you to come out. And I'd love to give you a shout out. Uh, um, it'd be the 26th. So like I said, we're full of an ensemble of great, wonderful artists who always come out and helped out. And one of our amazing artists and uh, team members, uh, BWAC Comfort. Uh, oh, so yeah, because he's, he's in the hospital. Oh, yeah, he's out now, but he, he's out? He, okay. went, he went through some crazy stuff, you know, like, I mean, uh, I'm sure he wouldn't mind if I said, but like, you know, he, he lost both his legs in this. Uh, this oh, I did not sick. know that part. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that happened to BWAC and we want to be there. And like, you know, we support our people. So this this we've been doing our fundraiser. And then this week and then next weekend, we're going to pause and take this moment to reflect on this artist and his family. And we, we want to ball out and we want to get as many people out there uh, to support his GoFundMe. Uh, campaign. It's on Facebook, Artist Prodigy, VWEC Comfort, if you want to look that up and tag that. Oh, uh, yeah. And give him the support he needs. I mean, we we get lots of people at our shows. Uh, I'm expecting he's going to bring some people. There's some other ideas looked around. I just want to make sure before I before before I uh, confirm what what's going to happen at that show, but there should be some crazy stuff. It won't be your regular uh, improv show, but this is, you know, yeah, we've sure. done this last fundraiser is for us and we will continue this, but for that moment, we're going to pause and make sure we take care of one of our own and help out him and his family. So mm. make sure everyone comes out. And this is our last show of the summer. Oh! You know? It's our last show for the summer. So we're going to make sure we, we, we make it a big one, have everyone out. And then uh, once we do that, we're going to take time to kind of regroup, restructure, get ready about what, you know, what our next steps, what, what my, my plans are as artistic director for what our future performances are going to be. That's in the works. Get some more people in to rehearse and play with the regicides. Babs, yeah. I'm coming. I'm in. All right. I'm, all right, people all right. I'm in. I'm in. Exactly. I came. So, Y'all were gracious enough to let me tell a story. Oh, wow. And you're all like, come on. We are storytellers. <laughs> we are improvisers. And we want to be community builders. So that's, a, that's what we're working. So we're hoping that on the 26th, the community comes out one last time this summer to, uh, you know, enjoy, laugh, and, and give to a great, great, great cause. I love it. Now, y'all just said goodbye to Frankie. I saw yeah. the press, wonderful press. Uh, and she, I, I just think she's hella funny. And, and she's, she's just so- hilarious. She's just, she's like, she's the kind of funny that I like. Like that sophisticated, quiet, like funny. And, uh, and she's such a sweet person. And uh, and I know that had to have been hard to say goodbye to her. Y'all got some good press on on that, that uh, performance in tribute to her. Thank you. Yeah, we we've been busy. We got I mean Frank Frankie's goodbye. We had a huge turnout. You know, her dad was in the front row videotaping. She had a lot of they had a lot of crew there. Uh and Frankie's just funny. And we we I mean we already miss her. Uh she brings a different energy to our group. And uh we've already told her, like, she wants to come back, we're paying for it. So yeah. <laughs> for real, she knows like if we're doing a show, you want to be in it. We we got you covered. Cause like I said, we take care of our own. So that's 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 the that's a standing deal. We have uh, we also had Carolyn Chan, uh, who's a doctor, just had a baby. She was in our group and she <laughs> she had to move out of town. And we have another doctor, Hillary, who's in our group and she's having a baby. So if you're a doctor and you're about to have a kid, we may be the group for you. Come check out the regicides. <laughs> 
I love it. I love I love that these steps that you're taking. I love that um your audience is growing. I think you tell me, but I think your audience is growing as as more people get to know what y'all do and improv and improv is such a you know everybody is interested in it but they're afraid of it but they like to see it and y'all are yeah. very very funny. Thank you. No, we love the red decides and and the our improv troupe for the broken umbrella came apart is like when we got a little older we've been doing. A, Doing, doing original pieces of work and space inspired uh, history of New Haven takes a while, you know, like that's, that's work. You, it's commitment. You got, you know, edit, create, rehearse. And it takes like, you know, six, a year to six months to, to actually create a piece like that. And we need something to kind of keep us going while in, in the middle of these plays. So regicides was the idea to like, keep us laughing, keep us busy, keep us creative, keep us improvising. And I think it's worked wonders for us. It keeps our name out. Uh, the Regicides and Broken Umbrella Theater. It helps us inspire to do new shows. We did a show just, uh, what, during Art Walk this past year outside of a, a at, garage. At the, uh, at the garage at a, where at I a, used yeah, to take at, my car, yeah. At Akila Motors, yeah. They, they, yeah. they again, another site-specific work. Basin inspired by the Whaley Avenue. It was one of the first paved roads in the country using the Blake Rock Crusher. So that was one of those uh, ideas. And like improv was one of the hearts of that of that show. Like we created a lot of a lot of improv. So doing comedy improv kind of keeps our spirits up. And during COVID, it was key. We did it first here on Zoom. Then we started recording stuff, you know, and then we again, we open the doors and let people come see us outside. So uh, we 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 our heart is with the laughter and we love to tell stories. So. So, Ruben, do you ever do you ever ponder or think about or discern um, serious pieces, serious artistic pieces? I, I don't know what that would look like, but yes, no. You well, know, well, I um, mean, a broken umbrella theater could be. I mean, you have that, but the regicides is, I think, is about historical comedy oh, kind of stuff. But yes, but your I theater think part, you could do all kinds of stuff. A hundred percent. I mean, we one of our key things is spectacle so we're, or anything we do we want to have like a fun visual aspect to it even not fun it could be stark uh the piece that we did uh with uh for freewheelers that was again uh co-produced with the our arts and ideas was very serious piece and it was uh, you know women's suffrage and voting and the the freedom using the actually the bicycle and what that meant to them like it wasn't jokes but it was very stylized it was Wonderful direction by Rachel Alderman. Amazing lights. Oh, yes, she's great. Uh, you know, we had some some amazing performances, and it was a group effort. And it wasn't a funny show. So you calm down, you sat down. And what I love is like we take whatever little bit of history we have, and we create something out of it. And someone's like, "What?" And then you go, you're more interested in it. You know, like we're not trying to tell like a straight. This is what happened. How this happens. Blah 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 blah. We want to take a story of our history, create a story out of that, and inspire everyone to invest further into their community and figure out what these stories are. And there are so many. And yes, there are many serious stories that can that can take place here in New Haven. Um, and those are moments where, again, we're going to need outreach with the community, bring more people in with our with our ensembles, which is my next goal, uh, is to start having like workshops where people come in who want to act and just haven't had the time to and just learn how to play with us and learn how to create and these find these stories flush them out find these histories flush them out and and create and find these stories that we can tell and create and perform together mm, i love it all right so tell the people before you before i let you go because i yes. know you got a gazillion things to do tell the people you know. uh about the fundraiser this one and then the next one uh the gotcha. one for BWAC, but the one that that's right in front of you right now 
Gotcha. The one in front of us right now. Today's the day, everybody. Donate two eighty for two eighty Blake. Two dollars and eighty cents. Twenty eight dollars. Twenty eight hundred dollars. Just help us out. Twenty eight thousand. Listen, I don't want to stop. Like I will ask for money. Like and this is again, you are helping us. You're not only helping us at Broken Umbrella Theater. You're helping the community. We're trying to build something great here. We already got a good to great grant. Uh, and in order to lock that half a million dollars, we got to show them that we can make 10% of that. So please give us, help us make $100,000. We are so close. Uh, we are so, we are at that finish line. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Just bring us home, baby. Bring us home. <laughs> so please help us. Uh, you can go to a, to Broken Umbrella Theater on Facebook. Um, Broken, uh, Broken Umbrella Theater on Facebook. Check us out. It, we have, if you're not, if, just look us up on Facebook. Babs is going to send the link out. Uh, yes, I, I've been sending it out all morning. So people, if you Please, follow, yeah. me, uh, if you follow the show on yeah. Facebook, and you know uh, what, if you'll you see can't, it. If you can't donate, look at our link and share and give it to somebody else. Get pass yes. on that opportunity for somebody else. Yeah. Oh, uh, thank do you, that. Harry. <laughs> so, oh, Harry, thank you we just, again. Yes, we are so close uh, for this Umbrella Theater. So help us out there and donate. Like I said, we're we're at this is the last we're at the last. Uh, we're at the home stretch, and I, I mean the outpouring of funds and support has been overwhelming, and just we are beyond beyond anything right now. We're so excited, and uh, we're almost there. So thank you, uh, Babs, for having me here to to kind of like that last second push. And if you're not sure what we're about, we got video on our website. Also, you do, <laughs> and I'm sure I'll see Babs, and I'll look to see everyone else for uh, BWAX. Um, for the BWAC fundraiser uh, on the 26th. Come check out the Riggisides and laugh. Grab some dinner, come out. We got drinks sponsored by Black Hawk Brewery. Uh, and it'll be a good time. I'm going to tell you, you know, you already know. No, I know it's a good time. I already know. So thank you so much, Ruben, for your time. And consider this your home whenever you want to talk about something. Because, you know, I've seen you over there, Channel Wade, and I've seen you, you know, with uh, Lucy Gellman, who I adore. But, you know, I feel like Love Babs, Love any, Talk is your home, too. Any Anytime, anytime, Babs. It's like, let me have I'm like, what are we going to talk about today? Love? Gotcha. Let's do this. Let's go. That's, that'd be the Valentine's special, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. We gotta bring in the I love deep a good voice. love story. I love a good love story. So, there you go. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks to all the listeners. Check us out. Uh, and again, Babs, thank you for your continued support. And I look forward thank to you. seeing say you Say hi soon, to okay? your beautiful wife and uh, kiss will. those beautiful children and say hi to the rest of the, the troop. And uh, I'll see you out here in these art streets. Will do. All right. Peace, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Huh? Yes. All right, so y'all give go to the Facebook money. page. Give, give, give. They just need 50 more people. Give some money, 280 bucks. Y'all got that. <laughs> somebody does. Somebody, somebody does. Somebody does. I, somebody does. Somebody does. So. Thank you so much, Ruben. Have a lovely weekend. All right. Take All care. Right. Yes, Bye. yes, yes, yes. Oh, that was a wonderful conversation with Ruben Ortiz from a uh, broken, uh, broken umbrella theater, uh, coming on to talk about there in the midst of a fundraiser. I want y'all to give and be as generous as you can. You know me, I don't got no money, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to send some dollars over there today before the day ends and, uh, see what happens. I don't, I don't have much, let me tell you, but, it, but every little bit helps. You don't have to have a lot. I don't got thousands. I got a couple of dollars I can send over there, you know, that won't make my bank account scream or cry or melt down. So I'm gonna try to do what I can, you know, cause I, I believe in their dream and, and we all have to believe in their dream. And plus it's my community. 
I live in this community. I love this community. And y'all know how I feel about arts. I love arts because I think arts is the true revolution and artists are the true revolutionaries. And so um, they are doing that work and, I, and I'm a part of it. Uh, I am in that arts ecosystem. Um, I am a part of it. Uh, Ian Alderman, of course. So Ian Alderman was in, are you still in Martha's Vineyard? <laughs> they landed in Martha's Vineyard. We was on our way out. So we were like ships passing, literally fairies passing in the day. Uh, but a bunch of bunch of great people. So I want y'all to uh, be as generous as you can with them uh, because you're going to love everything. When you go see their shows, you're going to love everything. You're going to be like, damn it. I need to support this, and you should. And y'all know how I feel about arts. I serve on the board of Long Wharf Theater. Love it. I am the, uh, the chair of the board for the Arts Council of Greater New Haven. By the way, welcome Hope Chavez. She is our new executive director. You know, uh, our 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 uh, our great love Dan Fitzmaurice left um, for uh, for a bigger arts council <laughs> in DC. You know, uh, a national arts council, and uh, and so we needed a leader. Uh, uh, Winter was a, an amazing interim. She she held the helm beautifully, uh, but she ain't want the job, and she was like, mm, I want to go back to my what I was doing, and uh, and so we we searched high and low, and uh, and got and uh, and uh, and was delivered hope, uh, and I and I mean that in all the ways that you can imagine hope was delivered and uh and so she starts september 5th and so i want everybody to welcome her graciously and and come to the arts council uh uh annual meeting which is uh at the end of this month so come to the annual meeting and i think she'll be there you could meet her uh you could meet her and say hello and offer her some kind words and you know all that kind of stuff so uh so i'm looking forward to that so Let's see. When is the annual meeting? I don't even know when that is. Ah, it's somewhere on my calendar. I'll look it up. <laughs> somewhere. It's coming. Somewhere. So, uh, but just know that. So, so yeah. Broken, broken, a broken, a broken umbrella theater and the uh, regicides. Uh, 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 you, you couldn't ask for a better group of people. They really are the salt of the earth. I like them all. I like them all. So, and I'm looking forward to playing with them. I don't know a damn thing about uh, improvisation. Well, I kind of know something about improvisation because I was an ECA kid. Uh, many, believe it or not, I was an ECA kid and, and I was in an improv class. So I know something about imp improv, something. <laughs> and, and if you're a parent, you know everything about improv. <laughs> If you're a parent, you know something about improv because kids will make you improv saving their life. Because <laughs> God knows. So you have to improv your way in and out of situations with children. Let me tell you, I'm here to tell you. So um, so uh, I've got Juanita Sunday coming up. Uh, I do improv every morning on the radio. You know what? I think I kind of do. I think I kind of do. I think I kind of do. Thank you for that. Thank you for saying so. Um, I got one need a Sunday coming up. And, uh, you know, she's got the Sixth Dimension Afrofuturism Festival. Because, you know, Black people are going to be in the future. I, 
quiet as is kept. We gonna be in the future. Y'all not gonna, you can write us out of history, but you ain't gonna write us out of the future. You ain't really gonna write us out of history either. But we are black to the future. And so she launched this thing um, uh, last spring at uh, Connecticut College. And it was it was something to see, let me tell you. And uh, now she's bringing it to New Haven over a period of time. And, and I'm delighted to be a part of that too, because I really think, uh, she is on to something and she's going to come on at 10, 15. And we're going to talk about, we're going to unpack six dimension. We're going to unpack it. She's going to tell me what it is. I like it. So uh, I, I'm about that future stuff. And, uh, and you know, and even though I, I have my concerns about artificial intelligence and the use of AI, but the artists are using it and, and they are creating some stuff and they feel very free in using AI to, to create it. But you know, I'm an artist and I'm also a politician and I'm also <laughs> a person that's like, mm, somebody going to use this for not. <laughs> so I'm one of those people. So I'm, 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 uh, I'm old enough to, to understand how the world can be about technology and the use of technology. So we got to talk about all kinds of things. So I'm looking forward to having her on. Uh, and she's a, she's a, uh, she's a, the beginning, the beginning. Oh, go ahead, baby. The beginning was black. So rest assured the future and the end will be also. I listen from your lips to God's ears, but you know, these folks out here is trying to erase blackness as fast as they we produce blackness. So I, you know, we got to, we got to stand on that, but we also got to make sure we are inserted in the futuristic narrative, you know, and we can't just leave it to star Wars. <laughs> Octavia Butler gave us a nice blueprint. She gave us a nice blueprint and we need to run with Octavia Butler, but not just her. There's a whole bunch of other folks out there that are doing after futurism. And I love it. I, I'm black to the future all day, every day. And, um, and because I'm 60, you know, I've got another 60 years. So I got to get to, I got to be in the future now. And I'm so happy that uh, Juanita and these young people are thinking about uh, Afrofuturism. Uh, I, I love the term. I love the idea of it. Uh, and I love, I love the wide open creativity that affords uh, uh, us. So uh, tune in. I, I love the conversation I just had with Ruben. I love that they are um, just finding a space to be creative and, and opening the space for people to do some interesting stuff, you know, um, because I think, I think that's a good idea. And I, I think that's next level theater. I think that's next level theater. And uh, I need, you know, I'm going to give my good friend Brian Slater a call because I think we might be able to do a jazz where somewhere uh, uh, in the, in the current uh, space that they're housing before the, before the snow flies. Uh, because, you know, we, Brian Slater and I, you know, we created this thing called Jazz Weird pre-pandemic, and we would put, we would have jazz in in unconventional places, and it was quite successful. Got some really good press about it, uh, because him and I, every time we get together or see each other at some show, we'd be like, damn, we really need a jazz club. And and so, you know, his wife is like, you're not going to open a jazz club. And and my friend is like, perhaps you really have time to open a jazz club. So what's the next best thing? A jazz pop-up. So jazz where 
was formed and we, we kicked it off on the rooftop of the community foundation when they was letting people use the rooftop on the community foundation. So we kicked off there, we jumped off there and then we took it to the Ely Center, we took it to the New Haven Museum um, and then we brought it right back. We ended at uh, 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 at the at the community foundation rooftop. So the idea was to just do something quarterly, you know. And you know, we did a whole Christmas thing at the Ely Center with the with the uh, with the uh, caddy band who plays uh, the 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 Charlie Brown sound playbook. Uh, Play, plays that music and they played that music. It was wonderful. You know, we provide the libations uh, and we didn't take any money from anybody, but people were like, eh, we can take money. No, Brian's like, no, we got this. Uh, and we would just open it up and it'd be like from like five to eight or something, you know, five to nine. So, but anyway, I'll be back uh, with Juanita at 10.15. So uh, y'all know what to do. Find the, find the next link because Harry going to shut it down and going to start it back up. And uh, and I'll be back at 10.15 so y'all can hear about Six Dimension Afrofuturism Festival that's happening. Uh, it's coming up real soon. So I'll be right back. I'll get some more coffee. I'll be back. <laughs> Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at
second hour of love baths love talk on this wonderful friday oh i get the pleasure of seeing uh the multi-talented and beautiful juanita sunday uh unmute yourself juanita so we can have a conversation because she has she has pulled together uh the sixth dimension uh afrofuturism festival is happening 
I guess it kicks off August 26th. Yes, it does. At, uh, at the lab, at the lab at Concord, right? That's correct. One more week. Oh my God. All right. So I want to know because I saw the, I saw the exhibition when you did it at Connecticut college last fall, last spring in the, whenever it was spring, yeah. spring. And, uh, and it was mind blowing and dazzling. Right. <laughs> I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm with this. Um, but now you're bringing it here to New Haven and it's going to run for a period of time over a bunch of venues. So talk to me about what is the sixth dimension Afrofuturism festival? Yeah. So sixth dimension is a deconstructed festival, meaning that it happens at multiple sites over a period of time. So from August 26th through October 28th, uh, there's the main exhibition that will be up at the lab at Concord. That's sort of the nexus in the center of everything. Um, and then over the course of that two months, there's 10 different events that's happening with different community partners across New Haven and Hamden. So it allows people to engage with Sixth Dimension in, in different ways and different forms of art through conversation, music, um, and just make it a really dynamic experience for everyone. Oh, I love it. And you look amazing, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> amazing. So what is it about Afrofuturism that has captured your imagination? I mean, you're a producer, you're an artist, you're all the things, but what is it specifically about Afrofuturism that, that you feel called or uh, compelled to sort of work in this idea? Yeah. So for me, it really all started about two years ago. I took a really interesting workshop how, called How to Think Like an Afrofuturist uh, with Ingrid LaFleur. And I think when I took that workshop, it really just opened up my mind into different ways of thinking, different ways of seeing the world, of seeing myself as a Black person and our place in this world and universe. And so that's something that just really captivated me. And um, you know, since then, it's just been on my mind. And Sixth, Sixth Dimension has been a way for me to share and express that excitement of Afrofuturism with my community. Um, and for me, Afrofuturism is a way of centering the Black experience um, and thinking about ourselves in, in a new future, in a different world where we're not limited by colonialism or white supremacy and that we are the center of our universe. And so I really love that. Oh, I love that too. <laughs> I didn't know there was a whole class on like a workshop of some sort on that. Like that would be so cool to take. So all right. So so when you pull this off, what what is it about the sixth dimension as opposed to the twelfth dimension as opposed to the third dimension? <laughs> like what what is <laughs> Yeah. So when I was doing my research trying to figure out, you know, what to call this exhibition. Um, getting into the nerdy side of it. I was looking up, you know, what the different dimensions were that sort of captivated me. And so I was reading that the sixth dimension, this is from Marvel, is the point in the, the, the dimensions where all realities can converge and exist at the same time. So it is the dimension where time travel is possible, where ultimate, ultimate uh, realities are possible. Um, and so that's what captivated me with the sixth dimension opposed to all the other ones. Um, and very interestingly, I just learned that um, there are five regions in Africa. And so they actually call the sixth region the um, African diaspora. So Black people are all over the world are, um, are called the sixth region. And so I found that out actually way, way later. 
Um, but that's just another connection that I find really, really fun and interesting. Oh, I love that. You've just mm-hmm. given me some new information. I like that. All right. So I'm in the sixth dimension already. Right. <laughs> All right. So when you put, when you start planning for this, what do you start to think about? Like what, what did, did you, how did you think about uh, how big you wanted to make this? What did you draw from? What spoke to you? Did you just pull things that you liked or, you know, yeah. how do you, how do you think about this, this festival? Yeah. So what I originally wanted in my heart of hearts, um, I was actually really inspired, not Afrofuturism, but really great movie, everything, everywhere, all at once. Right. Oh, it's my favorite movie. Yeah. I love it. And so when I was thinking about six dimension, that's really what I wanted. I wanted everything, everywhere, all at once. Right. Um, Can't do everything all at once. But that um, made me think about, well, what if I just spread out all of these different events and programming across, you know, two months. And so normally when I do an exhibition, there's usually some programming that goes along with it, you know, maybe one event or two events along with the exhibition. And so for this, when I wanted to bring it to New Haven, I kind of just wanted to explode that idea and do a bunch of different events, right? Um, And so I was thinking about all the the things I love. So I was like, what if I do Afrofuturism and music and Afrofuturism and, you know, we're having a tea party. What if we do, I've been wanting to do a conference. So there's a conference where you can take fun workshops, like how to think like an Afrofuturist. Um, and so I just wanted all of these ways that people can engage and be involved in the um, in the exhibition that's, you know, more than just a one day or two day event. So when you when you left, when you launched at Connecticut College, did you already have a mind to come to New Haven with this? I did. So again, originally I wanted it in three cities at one time. So I, you know, my heart (laughs) of hearts, I wanted it in New London, Hartford and New Haven all at one time, but couldn't do that. So my next idea was to bring it around uh, to different cities. So it was supposed to actually be in Hartford this summer, but um, unfortunately couldn't do that. And so New Haven was the, was the last um, spot on the tour uh, at the end of this year. So yeah, that was the idea from the beginning was to bring this experience to different places in Connecticut. So is the idea to continue to do this? Like, is there, do I look forward to this next year? Do I look forward to this two years from now? Like, how do I think about this? Absolutely. So I really want to make this a yearly festival. Um, haven't decided whether it's going to be annual or biannual yet. Um, and it most likely will be turned into like a three-day kind of experience, but absolutely want to continue with exploring Afrofuturism in New Haven um, regularly. Oh, I love it. Because are, are you finding that people are are uh, readily understanding this concept of Afrofuturism? Like I, I would imagine artists are probably closer to it than us regular folks. Right. No, I think it's still something very new, a new concept for people to to think about and explore, which makes it exciting. Um, and so, yeah, there's so many different like levels of understanding. And for most people, you know, when they ask me what is Afrofuturism, you know, I go with the most uh, pop culture sort of reference, which is Black Panther. That's something that most people have seen and understand. Right. So that's like a point of engagement for me to start talking about it and then you can get into like different concepts and um, through it as well. But that's usually like where at least most people are like, oh yeah, I know, I know Black Panther. And then we can start from there. 
Oh, I I love I love that. I didn't even think Black Panther, but yeah. I mean we're all Wakanda forever, all the right. time. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that seems to be uh uh I think what resonates with that is this longing for uh us to be uh, connect tightly connected with the right. world and to ourselves where we're not, you know, where we are centered in ways that we are not centered now. Is that the thinking? Exactly. And, you know, reimagining what our world would look like without colonial intervention, right? Like, what could we have developed? What does our technology look like? What what does our fashion look like? All of these different things, I think, is exciting. Mm. And so I I would imagine, too, Juanita, that technology plays a a big role in how we think about Black to the future, Afrofuturism. Absolutely. It's definitely embedded and ingredient into Afrofuturism um, through the art, through the way we can experience it. Um, it's really a core center of, of Afrofuturism, actually. Wow, I like it. I like it. All right. So so what can I expect? Tell me, give me some highlights of what can I expect when I come to the festival or when I pick when I jump into something for the next two months. What 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 am I going to see? What am I going to experience? Yeah, so as we mentioned, it kicks off August 26th, which is next Saturday, at that Lava Concord. That's a free event. It's the opening reception of the exhibition, um, which is going to be immersive. It's going to be um, uh, participatory. There's going to be a lot of interactive features within the exhibition. So it's going to be a lot of fun performances between music, poetry, and theater. So definitely don't miss the opening reception. That's a great one. But from there, we kick off um, the following week. We'll be at Possible Futures for the Fred Hampton Birthday Bash community Yes. Yes. So that should be a lot of fun. We'll be celebrating Fred Hampton on his birthday, the Black Panther Party, as well as thinking about liberating our futures and incorporating Afrofuturism into our thinking. So that should be a lot, a lot of fun at Possible Futures. Um, there's also a book club, so I'll be announcing um, the official book for the festival, but if you're tuning in, you get the, the preview right now. So if you enjoy reading and want to talk about Afrofuturism um, through literature and speculative fiction, um, the official book is Memory Librarian by Janelle Monet. And so there are a couple ah. of book club media, meetups that we'll be doing. And the great thing about this book is it's five short stories. So is this Jamel Monet the 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 singer? Yes. The songwriter? Yes. So and absolutely, she is definitely an Afrofuturist. And so there's five short stories. We'll be picking just two of them and be doing two book club meetups. So not too heavy reading, but really good stuff. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, there's an Afrogalactic tea party that will be happening at Bloom. So that's All just right, a now tell me about that because I yeah. want to know a lot about that's that. That's just a fun opportunity to get dressed up and you know your fancy <laughs> clothes, given fashion, given Apple futures, and given funky. Um, and we'll just be having tea and conversation. There's going to be live performances. It's just going to be a really great experience to just immerse yourself in this this Apple futures experience through tea, through performance, through poetry. Um, so that's just going to be a really just fun event for folks. Um, the other big event that we have is the Into the Afroverse Summit. So that is in partnership with Next Haven at Next Haven. 
uh, on October 14th. And so that's a way to deeper engage in some different concepts of Afrofuturism. Um, and so Babs, you're gonna be there doing our Afrofuturism and food event. Uh, so that's gonna be fun. We'll be talking about Afrofuturism and visual culture, um, building uh, the Black tomorrow. So looking at our communities and how we're building and uh, building the Black community. Uh, we'll be talking about um, uh, being queer in Afrofuturism and how those are connected. So a lot of fun topics um, to engage in Afrofuturism and bring it into a way that's how we can talk about in the everyday kind of concept and sense, but should be a lot of fun as well. Performances, workshops, um, there's going to be a wellness room, great day to just further engage to, into Afrofuturism. Um, I can't miss our partnership with Best uh, Film and Video. Mm -hmm. So we'll be doing an event there. It's going to be the Dirty Computer Screening and Talk. So we'll be watching uh, Janelle Monae's uh, short film, Dirty Computer, having a dance party, talking about um, film and Afrofuturism, and there may be a special performance happening as well. So don't miss that event either. I love it. So, so when you talk to art, when you, when you bring all these people together, um, talk to me about what, what kind of conversations you had to like to, to invite people to this, because I, I would imagine there, there is a, a growing body of artists that are dedicated to Afrofuturism, or maybe they don't know their Afrofuturism yes. until you call them. <laughs> yes, that's, a, that's exactly it, right? So there's a lot of, um, when we're talking about the artists that are participating, there's a lot of artists that, you know, may clearly be working in an Afrofuturist space. So I have artists like Ira Rebels from Hartford, whose work is, you know, clearly Afrofuturist, um, very incorporating technology into her work. And then there's other artists who don't even realize, right, that their work sits into an Afrofuturist framework. So I think of um, an artist, Greg Ami, that I work with a lot, who has these augmented reality um, collages that he does and he's now moving into sculpture but when he first started um getting involved in my exhibitions you know he didn't see himself in afrofuturism other people have told him that and he was like what really and so the more he started learning about it and looking at his work and like incorporating the technology the augmented reality the visuals of his work it's like no this is very clearly um afrofuturism so it's kind of fun to work with different artists that are, again, at different points of engagement. Uh, there's artists who are creating work specifically for um, Six Dimension, so may not have done anything Afrofuturism before, but they're like, this is really cool. Like, I wanna, I wanna do something and create something with this. And I think that's the fun part of it, that, you know, anyone can be involved and it's, it's very collaborative and participatory. And so I'm excited to see what all the artists bring um, in the conversations that we're going to have at the summit as well. I, I'm I'm interested, and I, I love that you have added a food component, a conversation, because yeah. I think um, uh, artists, food artists, chefs, people who create through food, um, is growing in such popularity. But I love the fact that you've added this Afrofuturism 
platform for it so people could talk about black food into the future like what is that going to look like how right. what is how how we how how are we going to do this uh so <laughs> I, I like you know i'm already forming my questions because i'm excited yeah. by this you know and so another another babs exclusive so that uh conversation <laughs> will be with uh keen hugley which is the owner of bronze in dc which is the first afrofuturism restaurant so we're really excited to bring Keem as well as Toya, which is the chef, here to New Haven uh, to talk with Babs, to talk about food, the future of food, um, and have and have some nice bites as well. So that's going to be a really really great panel. Oh yeah, I'm looking for. I am I'm very looking forward to that. So so uh, Juanita, tell us about who you are because I don't. I know you because I met you through Ife through uh, through Ife, and then you from culturally lit. Because you were yeah. based in New London, I believe, yeah. and uh, and you were doing some amazing stuff in New London, and then you came to New Haven to work on the uh, the International Festival of Arts and Ideas and done some really really cool stuff. So I got to know you better through that through that uh, that organization, and now you're doing Six Dimension, which is uh, amazing. But tell us where you're from, and yeah. and and how did you come to the arts to, to this level of creativity? Sure. So um, I'm from London, Connecticut, born and raised. Um, and I've been within the arts for the last, ooh, how many years now? Almost eight years, I think. And so I kind of just happened upon um, like working in the arts. And so my background is in digital media and design. So arts has always been um, something that I've been passionate about. Um, my first art was through photography. Um, got into digital media and design, and I was working a lot in like marketing and digital marketing, social media for a little bit. And then I went back to New London and got a job at an art gallery. And so that kind of just started everything, right? I didn't know I was going to be a curator at the time or, you know, producing events, but I got into that space and I got to start working with artists and start got to start um, producing events and curating and installing shows and from there, it just, it really all sparked that this is the space that I want to continue working in and being with. Um, and so I'm just really passionate about be, being able to work with artists, um, to put together experiences for folks, particularly experiences that highlight Black people, that highlight Black culture. Um, it's everything that, that I thrive off of and that I'm passionate about. And so I've been curating exhibitions since about 20... I think 2017, um, and done about one every two years. Um, so Sixth Dimension, the first one was my fourth curatorial show. Um, and I'm just really excited to be growing in my craft and being able to expand it um, at a larger level and um, and be able to really integrate even more into the New Haven community because y'all all have been amazing since I've been here for the last <laughs> year and a half. It's just been phenomenal. Well, you've been a welcome addition to the to the arts community. I mean, you have brought a breath of fresh air uh, to a lot of mediums, and and we're just glad to to, to have you. And uh, and I'm excited. So um, when you when you're, I know that you have other projects that you're considering and yeah. thinking about because I know Six Dimension is just but one of of a lot. What what else are you thinking about these days? Yeah, so I actually have an exhibition um, that will be opening next year at the Fairfield University uh, Art Museum. 
Uh, so that'll be in the September of next year. So look out for that. Um, it's called Sacred Space. And I'm really excited for that, um, that partnership to be able to work with Fairfield University Art Museum. So that's already in the works. And I'm excited for that. Um, as you know, Babs, I'm on the Poultry Lit team. So we're getting ready for Elm City Lit Fest, which is on yes. Uh, so that's always something really exciting and thinking about DiasporaCon for next year. Um, so I'm super excited for that. I love comic books. I love um, cosplaying um, and all the things. So excited for DiasporaCon next year. Already got so many things uh, planning and in the works. And um, there's some other things that are going to be happening. Harlem Renaissance event um, coming up next year that in partnership um, with some of my partners. So a lot of fun things next year that are going to be coming up in, in New Haven. So you are busy. Yes. You are busy. So so when you think about Afrofuturism, is there some room for rest and uh and and uh, uh reflection and relaxation? Like are, are we going to be resting in the future into the black future? Absolutely. I should hope that we are resting. Please rest. Please nap. All of the things. This is actually why I wanted to create a wellness room um, at the summit as well. Right. And so we're here. We're having these conversations and workshops. But I also wanted a space for people to just relax and rest, um, maybe get a massage, have a smoothie, you know, meditate. I think all of those things are super important to um, to Black healing and liberation is to make sure that we are also taking care of ourselves and resting into the future so we have a future, right? So absolutely. Please rest. Mm. I love my naps. <laughs> I, I, I kind of love them too. So, <laughs> not, But not in the way that other people do. Like, Because if I take a nap, Juanita, I, I'm going to sleep, sleep. You're gone, yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't nap during the day because if I go, if I nap, I cannot do a 45 minute sleep. <laughs> I'm down. So, but, but I understand, I understand the concept of rest when you could just sit and be exactly. easy with yeah. yourself, you know, and quiet and, and stuff like that. So, so is there any, any, now as you, as you already have planned uh, this, the Afrofuturism uh, six dimension uh, festival, uh, is there anything that you feel like you've left out? Like, oh, man, I'm going to put this on the list for next year. Yeah, so I something I really wanted to do this year, but I'm going to save it for next year, you know, the next Sixth Dimension, is an Afrofuturist fashion show. And so I oh. have this vision. Yeah, I have this whole vision in my head of this really funky fashion show, possibly on top of a garage, but we will see. Um, so like that was one event that I'm like, all right, we're going we're gonna to save off for, for next year. Um, there's some music artists that I really wanted to bring to New Haven. So saving that again for the next one. I have to remind myself that I'm like, this isn't the only one. There's going to be more. Uh, so yeah, I have some, some things in my bag and that I'm looking to, to pull out in the future. So where do you, where do you draw your inspiration from Juanita? Like in your everyday practical life, cause you, you, I mean, you're a good looking woman. You have great style. Uh, I've seen you in Afro steampunk yeah. photos because you are you you are into that. Um, uh, uh, I've seen you in cosplay stuff. 
Where, where do you draw your uh, where do you draw your inspiration from? Ooh, that is a great, great question. Um, clearly, I'm a huge Janelle Monae fan. Um, so definitely one of my inspirations, just her her style, her freedom is something I'm always inspired by. Um, let me think. I think, honestly, it sounds corny, but other artists, Black artists, like I see the work that they're doing, and I'm always really inspired by the creatives around me in my community. So that definitely keeps me going. Um, I'm a big nerd. Uh, so I love sci-fi. Um, I love, you know, Marvel. I love comic books. So like, that's always an inspiration and um, time travel, like all of those sort of like things. That's actually what inspired Sixth Dimension was really just my love of like, thinking about time travel, thinking about these things. And so I get excited about, you know, those possibilities of, of, of different things and experiences. So they, I self-identify as blurred, which is a black nerd. So I always draw inspiration from, from all of those nerdy things. Um, I love, I love reading. So speculative fiction is, you know, something I really enjoy. Um, I'm reading, still trying to get through, which is really great, Goliath. Uh, right now. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, great book based in New Haven, uh, speculative fiction, Afrofuturism. Um, definitely check that out. So yeah, I think just the world around me and honestly, Black people, Black people inspire me every day. Um, yeah. I love it. And and you are, and you are a, a digital designer. Like uh, yeah. a, a, you are a digital designer and you use the tools of AI to I mean, all the all the creative things that that come out of your camp are by your own hand. Yes, yeah. So as I mentioned, my background as a digital media and design, and so yeah, everything that I create for for my um, for my shows, my exhibition is through through myself. So all the visuals, um, the flyers. I mean, they are graphics. stunning, Juanita. Yeah. I mean, they're quite <laughs> captivating. I'm just like, wow, you know. Yeah, it's it's fun. That's another, you know, creative outlet for me. It's it's fun to be able to have this vision and then be able to like bring it together through my visuals, right? Um is always a lot of fun and then seeing my work in print is always amazing too. <laughs> yes. So when you when you sit down to create the the visual part for for all of this, um do you already have something in mind or do you sit there for a minute and like allow for it to like show up? <laughs> yeah, I think I a lot of times it's a feeling, like I think I know the feeling I want to, to evoke out of it, but it's a lot of revision and going back and forth. And if anyone's actually been following Sixth Dimension, they'll see I have so many different iterations of my design. So I finally settled on one visual because um, I kind of go back, <laughs> back and forth a lot on, on the things I create. But again, that's the fun part, experimentation and trying different things and allowing for, for freedom and things don't have to be perfect, right? And you can go back and work on it again and, and, and do something um, and explore it. So I think that's also part of Afrofuturism. Mm. So so what is the, the biggest dream for all that you want to do? Like, I know what you're doing now. I know what you're probably going to be doing next year, but, but what is the ultimate uh, dream? What is the, you know, how do you know when you're like, okay, this is, this is the thing right here. Ooh, the ultimate dream. Um, I think for me, 
uh, and I'll put it at least just to, to help me conceptualize some things in the in the in the space of like Connecticut, the Connecticut art scene is really one I want to see um, the arts really integrated in Connecticut, right? So like I see that there's so many different art scenes, you know, whether it's in New Haven, Bridgeport. Hartford, um, but seeing a really collective like black art scene, right, is something that like I want to see um, in Connecticut. I was just thinking about I really want to have this uh, black arts um, festival and fair here in um, in New Haven that brings together like all these black artists from all the communities um, in Connecticut for like this huge art fair um, and that really showcases the arts in Connecticut that showcases Black culture um, and Black artists here that where people like Connecticut, Connecticut has it, right? We're going there. Their artists are amazing. Um, it's the scene to be. And so that's something that I dream about and just really amplifying um, the arts here in Connecticut and New Haven um, as much as possible. I love it. Well, I so appreciate you uh, popping in today. Is there is there any last thing you want to say before? Because I know you got to get back to creating and wrangling a whole festival. <laughs> yeah, I just want to actually thank some of my sponsors and partners. So thank you to the Community Foundation of Greater New Haven. Um, they uh, um, sponsored the exhibition. So thank you to them. CT Humanities um, received a grant uh, for the summit. So Big thank you to them. Uh, big thank you to Next Haven for their partnership. Um, the Arts Council of Greater New Haven for their uh, fiscal sponsorship and, and support. Um, and yeah, so I just want to thank all of these partners, as well as my community partners, Possible Futures, Bloom, uh, the Lab at Concord, uh, Black Infinity uh, Collective. Without all of these community partners and support, this wouldn't be possible as well, as well as the Town Green. Um, and the last thing I'll mention is there will be some public art along um, with the exhibition. So we have Marshawn Art that will be starting um, some painting of the electrical boxes downtown. Um, oh, I love this. Yeah, so that, that'll be happening. So you'll see a few of the electric boxes painted um, by Marsh over the next week or so. Um, and so that's in partnership with the Town Green as well. So just wanted to make sure I shout them out. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, it all kicks off August 26th, right? At, yes, uh, at the at the Lab at Concorp. This is the, the opening reception. Yes. So come and be fabulous and eat and drink, I would imagine. And yes, and absolutely. you know, and uh and be 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 yourselves in in, in a very black ass space and yes. uh, <laughs> and, and have a good time. I, I think that's a and that's what next next Friday. Is that next Friday? Next Saturday. Next Saturday. So you have no excuses, people. It's the weekend. You don't gotta it's get up weekend, the next morning. It's free. Spring. Come on now. <laughs> and there's parking at, at parking. Uh, the lab at Cor Concord. Uh, yes. There's parking. And uh, oh, thank you, Harry, for putting that up. So the opening reception, uh, interactive live performances, the DJ food and drink. So you do not want to uh, to to miss that. You just don't. And if you do, I'm going to talk about you. So <laughs> I don't I don't cry to me. We're like, I didn't know. I didn't see I didn't. it. I was uh, like, no, no. 
it's here. So thank you, Juanita, for your time and talent this morning. I so appreciate you. And I know I'll see you in these art streets rather soon. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. It's Friday, y'all. Go get into something. There's all kinds of stuff going on in this town. Just go to the Arts Council website and look it up. Go to uh, go see what's happening in the possible futures. Run over the bloom. Uh, uh, there's uh, uh, art art stuff uh, exhibit over at uh, Next Haven. I think it's about to shut down. Um, there was there's an art exhibit at the Yale Law School that's about to shut down called Twins. These two judges, uh, or two twins are two, uh, the twin judges uh, exhibit. I think that's going away today. So there's art all around you. So you know, just go uh, take a walk. <laughs> thank you harry thank you paul i'll be back on monday y'all I- i'll be back on monday and uh we'll get into it again so y'all be safe out there i'll see y'all <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.